The following is a special presentation from Pastor Joanne Ramsey and Speak the Word Ministries. We trust God's Word will bless you as you listen to this message. Here's Pastor Joe. This morning, like I said, we're going to talk about heaven and hell and how they both respond to your words and how your and also respond to your thoughts. And there again, I, I, you know, I was thinking this morning or the other day as I was finishing up this message that I speak an awful lot on the power of the words that you, we, we speak. But there's a reason why I do that. I have been instructed by the Lord himself to teach his people the power that is in their mouths and in their words and how they affect everything in their lives. Because I don't think if people had even just an inkling of how the words coming out of their mouths is, is, you know, or how they're affecting their lives, they would be a little bit more careful on some of the words. You know, they would try to catch some of those thoughts and, and catch some of those words because really they're destroying you. Saints, let me put it to you this way. In the military, they put men and women through a rigorous training for weeks and weeks. This training prepares the recruits for all elements of service. It, it prepares them for physical, mental, and emotional. It gives service members the basic tools necessary to perform the roles that will be assigned to them. This is referred to as BCT, which means basic combat training. After BCT trainees, move to advanced individual training, which is AIT, where the skills necessary for one's chosen field in the military and learned. And here we might relate that to uh, the spiritual aspect of that because we are trained in the skills and God has given us the training and the skills that we need through the Word of God to do our assignment, what He's called us to do because we're not, none of us are all called to do the same thing. We're all called to do, you know, some of us might share uh, similarities in the callings, but they're different. He gives us all different words. Even though Pastor and I are both pastors, we minister in totally different ways. But that's our calling. That's what we do. And so in the military, they have chosen fields. I was associated with the military for about 30 years, so I do know a little bit about it. I, I never was in the military, so I didn't have any training. But God has been training me <laughs> in the spiritual realm. They are trained to do battle with their enemy. In this training, they're taught to use their weapons. The soldiers will become experts in using their rifles and experts in using their knives and hand-to-hand -hand combat and the grenades. They're taught hand-to-hand -hand combat against their enemy in combat. And saints, there are no rules here. When, they're, when they are fighting this battle, whether it's hand-to-hand -hand combat or any other, there is no rules for your enemy is out to kill you. And your job is to do it first. Your job is to get to them. And in this case, Satan and his demonic spirits, it's your job to get them, him before he gets to you. Are you hearing me? As a matter of fact, you had better be, very, uh, better be precise with, in, uh, with all of these weapons, especially the grenades. Because if you aren't skillful, instead of blowing up your enemy, you're going to blow your own self up. And, and what, you don't, what you need to understand here is that some of us are blowing ourselves up all the time just with the words and not being skilled in the words that we should be speaking. Another thing you might want to consider is that our military enemies shoot to kill and will sometimes take hostages. However, our enemies, Satan, never take hostages. He never takes hostages. His aim is to take you out and to take you out any way he can. He'll take you out through sickness in your bodies, He'll, you know, through diseases, 
uh, accidents or self-destruction. He don't care. He doesn't care that, you know, and there is a spirit, as you know, a lot of people don't understand this, but there's a spirit of suicide. It's a spirit. Suicide is a spirit. And you can come against, as a matter of fact, you, there's uh, certain places that people can be that has never even thought about suicide in their life. And they can be in a certain environment where somebody has, you know, things have gone on in the demonic realm and they will actually get these thoughts in their minds that never even thought, it never even crossed their minds. People just don't all of a sudden decide they want to kill themselves. It's the enemy. Enemy. He's trying to take you out. And if he can't take you out, he'll get you to take yourself out. God arms his soldiers with a different weapon, and that weapon is your tongue. Saints, it is the only offensive spiritual weapon that we have, but it is the only one that we need. We don't need another one. Are you hearing me? Spiritually speaking, we all carry a loaded gun right below our noses. Right below our noses. It's called a mouth. Our words are like bullets. And sometimes we're uh, shooting it off more often than we should about things that we shouldn't. And it gets us in trouble. Ephesians 6, 11 instructs us, he says, to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And that's what he does. Unlike the soldiers in our military, our war is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So therefore, our training and our weapons are different from the soldiers in our military defending our country. And you may not have given a lot of thought to this, but just as the angels in heaven hear your voice, hear your words, so does the demons in hell, and they both act on your words. Are you hearing me? When you are confessing the word of God, the angels are standing by to hearken to that word and to hasten to it and to bring it about. But also there's demonic forces around, and when you're saying, when you're speaking negative and anti what God's word says, they are also standing by to hearken to that word, and they also will bring it about. In Psalms 103, verse 20, in the God Word translation says, Praise the Lord, all his angels, the mighty beings who carry out his orders and are ready to obey his spoken words. He said, Praise the Lord, all his armies, his servants who carry out his will. Saints, we are his servants, right? We are, we are the servants of God. We are servants of the Most High God. So we carry out His will and by giving voice to His Word. Don't be deceived this morning. Your words are powerful. The Word of God makes it clear how powerful they are. And we will be held accountable for every idle word, which means non-working. Any, any word that is not, being, is not effective that's non-working, that's not accomplishing anything. He says, it's, you're going to be held accountable for it, whether it slipped out of your mouth or not. It might, it might not seem like so big a deal to you, but God takes it very seriously. If you read the word from the book of Genesis to Revelation, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands probably of scriptures on there about our mouth and about the danger of it. And if it wasn't so important, then he wouldn't be putting all those scriptures in there. And he tells us over and over and over again the power that we have. We can, we can speak life and we can speak death. It, it's up to us. But most people are sitting back and blaming God for the things that's going on in their lives when really it was you are the culprit. You are the one that brought the things on yourselves. Matthew 
12, it says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. Verse 36, But I say to you, for every idle word men may speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. He says in verse 37, For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. In other words, you will be proved innocent or guilty by the words you speak. The Message Bible puts it this way. It says that every one of these careless words is going to come back to haunt you. He said, and it says, there will be a time of reckoning. Words are powerful. He said, take them seriously. God does. And I never get tired of teaching God's word. I never get tired of instructing those in the word because I know the, the importance of it. And I know from my own ex experience, from my personal life, how those words have brought me from one place to another. And without those words, it's the words that get you to where you're going. So, you know, and I think it's in my message down here somewhere, too. So if you're not pleased with where you are or what's going on in your life, you can change it just by changing your thoughts and the words coming out of your mouth. And, and you can't do it overnight. It takes time. You didn't get bound up and get in bondage over these things overnight. They happen over a period of time. So in order to get unbound, to get loosed from this, you're going to have to start practicing and spending more time in God's Word and not expecting, as Brother Hagin says, to fall off, uh, you know, just fall on your like ripe cherries because it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And you can come up here and we can pray for you. And we can do, all, we can do everything spiritual. But unless you actually get the Word in you, and get, and get the faith, you know, the witness is where your faith is coming from, is through that word. And if you're not getting that word, you're not getting that faith. And if you're not getting that faith, then you can't receive. And if you can't receive, you're going to be doing without. It's about as simple as that. Not simple, but that's the way it is. According to Proverbs 21, 23, he said, Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. Saints, the word troubles translated in today's scripture verse actually means anxieties. In other words, don't speak your worries. Worry is simply negative thinking, negative thinking about people, places, things, or conditions. Worry is actually a lack of confidence in God's protection and His provision. That's what it is. Actually, in Deuteronomy, it says uh, worry is a sin. And you don't want to be sinning. And, and I hear a lot of people, too, say, well, uh, Pastor Joe, I can't help it. <laughs> I, just, I just can't help it. I just worry. I, you know, everything, and I get, I'm worried about everything. Well, you know, as long as you're worried about it, you're blocking God, and He can't help you. He can't help you until you start trusting Him. And once you start trusting Him, then He can help you. Are you hearing me? He says here, in Proverbs 21, 23, Message Bible says, Watch your words and hold your tongue, and you'll save yourself a lot of grief. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. Saints, if you struggle in this area, you can go to God and you can tell Him, Lord, guard my lips. I need your help. Help me to think before I speak. And that's what David did. In the God Word translation in Psalms 39, David said, O Lord, set a guard at my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Hallelujah. And in James chapter 1, verse 26, it says, If anyone considers himself religious and yet does not rattle his tongue, 
He deceives his heart and his religion is worthless. That's a mouthful. That's a mouthful. For sure, words are powerful things. God's words were so powerful that they actually created everything. According to Genesis 1, they created the whole universe and us. And we are created in his image and in his likeness. And he tells us that as he is, so are we. And he says that we can do whatever he did, only do it better. Praise the Lord. And your words, like I said, can do powerful things. According to Proverbs 18, 21, which used to be my license plate down in North Carolina, is that the power of life and death are in, are in your tongue. Like I said before. And like I said, if you don't like your way, like your life today, change your words. Words that you have spoken in the past, for the most part, have shaped your life for today. And that is so hard for people to understand. And it's really, in a way, it's kind of hard for me to understand. In one way, in one sense, it's not. Because from, year, you know, from years and years and years of being taught to speak the word, and when I first became a Christian, that was one of the first things that the Lord uh, began to impress upon me was the words of my mouth. And he likened it to so many things. And as, as Pastor Larry can tell you the same thing, when the Lord speaks to you, he speaks it to you in your language and in a voice that in, in your way of talking so that you understand what he's saying. And he gives you examples so you can understand what he's saying. We were talking about the power of life and death being uh, in your tongue. And this is a, an example. Maybe this will help you to understand what I'm trying to say. That, that the power of life and death, for instance, can be seen in jury trials, you know, in the jury trials, where witnesses and jury members can speak words that liter uh, can't, might literally determine whether a defendant lives or dies. They have that power to determine. You know, of course, they go through the testimonies and this and that and the other, but they're the ones that make that final decision as to whether this person is, is going to be um, guilty or innocent. And in some cases, life and death situations. So many believers don't recognize the importance of what they think about. And they don't think about the words coming out of their mouths either. As a matter of fact, most believers don't recognize, as I said earlier, that their power is directly under their nose right here. Did you know that the tongue is the only tool that gets sharper with use? The more you use it, the sharper it gets. I'm sure that probably everyone in here at one time or another has experienced somebody using a sharp tongue on you. Saying some sharp words or saying some words maybe they didn't come out sounding so sharp, but they cut you like a surgeon's scalpel. You know, and, and what's so amazing is that those words can cut you whether they're spoken orally or on, on paper. You know, I've had people, had someone not long, a couple of years ago, but I've had it several times, but a couple of years ago comes to mind that I have received an email from someone that I cared about very deeply. And every word that I was reading was like cutting me like a surgeon's scalpel. And they weren't seeing it, but it was on paper. But that's a sharp tongue that can cut you without them even being there. Just think how powerful your words are, whether you're speaking them orally you know, to someone, or you're putting them on paper. They have the same effect. They're going to cut. 
a revelation that the Lord gave me a long time ago is that when I speak words contrary to what His Word says, I'm actually giving <laughs> Satan a foothold. I'm giving him access into my life. In Ephesians 4.27, it says, don't give Satan a foothold. Don't give him a foothold. But God is saying that when we don't speak his words and we speak other things, then we are giving him a foothold. In other words, we're opening up the door and inviting him in to do his damage. And a lot of people wonder, well, I don't understand how this happened to me. I don't know where that came from. But if they were to go back and, and, and think about some of the things they'd been saying maybe over the last few weeks, the last few months, or even the last few days, then they would recognize that it was them that brought it in. You were the one that opened the door. And you don't have to open it much. You just crack it. So I began to pray this prayer. I prayed, Lord, I pray that today that you will put a guard on my mouth and a bridle on my tongue so that I won't give Satan a foothold in my life. In the name of Jesus. Saints, words can be your salvation. However, words can also be your damnation. Many believers don't realize how detrimental their words are in producing their outcome and how much harm they can do with their words, as I was just saying. The Word tells us in James chapter 3, verse 10, it says, Out of the same mouth come for blessing and cursing. These things, my brethren, ought not to be so. He says, As a rudder guides a ship, and a bit in a horse's mouth causes him to go and in the right direction. So also your tongue can guide your thoughts, guide your emotions and your body into paths of prosperity and success. And it also, and it can be a tremendous, tremendous power of good. It can also, your tongue can actually bring sickness on you. But you also need to know that on the negative side, your tongue can be used to do damage and destroy your physical body. It can steal your health, rob you of your finances, and rob you of your family. Think about that. God tells us in Psalms 32, 9, and not to be like a horse or a mule, which like understanding, which must have their mouths held firm with bit and bridle, or else they will they'll not come with you. In other words, he's saying don't be stubborn like a mule that doesn't have any understanding. But the Bible says get understanding, you know. In other words, don't let your mouth be the cause of your destruction. Don't let your mouth keep you from receiving your healing or keep you from, or keep you living on barely get alone street. You will live on barely get alone street as long as you live until you turn that ship around. I've lived on both. <laughs> I've lived on a street of more than enough and I've lived on barely get alone street. And I really like it better the other way. But you know, when we're listening to sermons, um, you're coming in church, you're listening to Pastor Larry or me or whoever's ministering, you're listening to the Word, you're taking it to heart, uh, you're reading your Bible, you're meditating on the Word, you're listening to spiritual music, uh, you're listening to the Word, you're, you, you kind of you stay tuned in like that. And, and it takes practice. You can't just come Sunday morning and listen to an hour service and then go back home and do nothing. And then come back next Sunday and expect things to change in your life and think that prayer is going to make everything all right. It's not going to happen that way. You're going to have to put some effort into it. You're going to have to put some time into it. And you're going to have to let go of some other things that's robbing your time and make time for the Lord. And when you make time for Him, He'll make time for you. Are you hearing me? James 2 and 6 says, you set on fire the course of nature by what you speak. 
Think about that, saints. Because just as heaven acts on your words, so does hell act on your words, as I said before. Your life can turn around almost overnight, almost overnight, just by renewing your mind and changing the way you think and the way you speak. I know it's not easy, but I believe with the help of the Holy Spirit that you can do it. I don't believe there's a person in here or anyone listening online that can't do it. It's just a matter of being disciplined and making um, sacrifices. You know, a lot of people say, I don't have time to do this. Well, you can get up earlier in the morning. You can set your alarm clock and get up 15 or 20 minutes earlier in the mornings. Or you could take a, an extra, you know, uh, split your lunch hour in half and use some of your time at your lunch hour to go over the Word. Or before you turn the TV on at night, uh, you, could, you could spend some time with the Lord. Or either you could put on something that's uh, a teacher, somebody's teaching the Word. There's all kinds of ways. I mean, you know, we have it in our phone. Some of them have it in their watch. You know, got smart watches. But why are we still so dumb? And we are dumb. We, we, we are spoon-fed. Spoon-fed. And yet we are so dumb that we can't get it. And then people say, well, Pastor Joe, why do you keep speaking on the Word? Because you're dumb. And I don't mean that ugly. I just mean you got to get it. And if I have to say something like that to get your attention, that's okay. Because I was dumb too. And sometimes still am a little bit. Because I don't always get it right away. So I'm not only talking about yourself, I'm talking about me too. But like I said, you got smart watches, you got smartphones, you got computers, laptops, iPads, TVs. I mean, you can download anything. And most of us are downloading anything. But it's not the anything that's going to help you. It's not. It's going to hurt you. Most of the stuff that... It's, um, it's things that will distract you, that robs you of your time, is what it is. I can go on. I don't like to look on Facebook very often. But I can, I can start out to check on one thing. And the next thing I know, I've spent 20 minutes, or maybe longer. And all of a sudden, I realize, what are you doing? What are you doing? 99% of the stuff on Facebook is not worth watching or looking at. There are some good things on Facebook. I put stuff on Facebook. But I'm saying that, you know, I'm, you know I'm just saying a lot of that stuff we don't need. There's other things that's going to help us the most, more. Jesus says we can do all things through him that strengthens us, that infuses us with his power, according to Philippians 4.13. Praise God. And you can do this. I know that you can. Renewing our minds is a process. It's something that we work on daily. The Word tells us in Proverbs 14.12, There is a way that seems right to a man, and appears straight before him, but at the end of it is the way of death. What God is saying here is, is that when you speak and agree with the world's way of doing things, that it might seem right, but it really leads to death. It leads to sickness and poverty and destruction. But it may seem right to you, but it's not right. We have been taught the ways of the world, and the ways of the world is doubt, unbelief, and fear. That's what the world teaches us. That's, you know, how do you, you know, 
this, all these things that they um, do on TV, I, I record uh, pretty much everything I watch, unless it's a Christian program. I don't have, I, and I record some of those, but I don't record those to keep from listening to the commercials. I usually don't have any. But I do anything on a regular station, I record it so I can fast forward through the commercials. But the commercials are, are designed to put fear in you. You know, because they're always talking about drugs and medications and time to get through describing what that drug is. You know, you better, you know, it, it, you know, you're better off not to take it because, you know, it almost it'll kill you. You know, the drug is more dangerous than what you're taking the drug for. But they also advertise and, and promote drugs that are new and, and say it in such a way to get you to make you think, to get you, they're, what they're trying to do is they're trying to, they're trying to place thoughts in your head so that you'll start thinking, do I have that symptom? Maybe something happened the other day and, and you know, and, and they'll get you to thinking because Satan, as they're doing that, Satan's putting other thoughts in your mind and he'll, he'll bring back something to your remembrance and he'll say, well, you know, just the other day when you woke up, Joe, you know, you, you know, this here was going on that, maybe that's what it was. You know, maybe you need to, you know, you know, get some of that medication. <laughs> but that, that's what he does. You know, it puts most of the commercials are there to put fear into you, especially. And, and I would say. And, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not right on this, because like I said, I don't watch the commercials, but the times I have fast forward through things, I would say at least 80 percent of commercials are based on drugs. Some type of medication. That or insurance. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't take the, you know, if you don't take the drugs, you know, you die. You need insurance. So, anyway, they're always selling you something, right? Our minds need to be deprogrammed from the world's way of thinking, and it's important to renew your mind and get a new mindset. That's basically what I'm talking about this morning. A lot of you have information. As a matter of fact, I'm sure all of you have information, but what you need is revelation concerning the things of God. One of the revelations you need is this. There is a war. There is a war being waged in your minds. And this is what Satan is after, saints. He is after your mind. And this is what the commercials are doing to you. They're, they're, he, they're, he's using those commercials to get to your mind and put fear into you. Make you, make you think you have something that you don't have. You know, you know we've talked about this before. Is that, you know, we talked about, you know, even the medical students, you know, when they're studying, you know, medical students, when they're uh, studying a certain disease, because they're studying it day after day and they're, uh, they're looking at it day after day and thinking about it and thinking about it, they actually come down with some of the symptoms. Just, just from studying the disease and thinking about it, they actually come down with the symptoms. So you don't really have to... Um, uh, this, this is what I'm saying. This is why the enemy is trying to get you to thinking on certain things. And this is why the Word tells us in 2 Corinthians, I think it's in 10.5, to bring every thought and imagination, bring everything into captivity that tries to exalt itself against the true knowledge of God. So we're constantly bringing thoughts into captivity. I was bringing some thoughts into captivity this morning in my prayer time, just as I was getting ready to walk out the door. Uh, the Lord uh, brought something to my uh, mind and that I needed to pray on and pray on right then. So I set my coffee cup back down and I just stood there and, and I brought those thoughts into captivity. And then I prayed over the situation and I said, okay, we're good to go. 
you know, so, but had I taken that thought, the, the person that he was giving me the thoughts about, it not only could, you know, it could have done them great damage, but it done me great damage. But you can't take those thoughts. You cannot take those thoughts. You have to replace them with God's word. You have to say what God says about the situation. When this person, when the Lord impressed upon me that the enemy was trying to attack this person and that I needed to rebuke it, I need to come against it. And you can do that. You can say, you know, whatever that is, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. And I command you to go in the name of Jesus. You can do that. You have the authority and you have the power to do that. And I know that I'm not the only one that God is bringing people across your mind during the day and, and, and at night to pray for, to intercede for. And the enemy is also, like I said, God is bringing people across your path and things across your mind that you need, you need to pray for or intercede for. But the enemy, he's also bringing other things across your mind to get you to thinking on things that you shouldn't be thinking on. Like I said, there is a war being waged in, in our minds, and, and this is what Satan is after. He's after our minds. Satan knows that if he can keep you ignorant, he can keep you defeated. God tells us in Hosea 4, 6, he said, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And as a matter of fact, it's one of the things that the Lord told me when uh, he was giving me um, this ministry. You have to know, brothers and sisters, that Satan's power is limited. I want you to begin to realize and get a revelation that whatever he is fighting you with today, it's only temporary, so don't give up. Whatever he's fighting with you today, it's only temporary, so don't give up. Just hang in there. Hang in there. Know that when you speak the word of God, like I said, hail shakes. He don't want to hear you speaking God's word. He wants you to speak his words. He trembles when, you, when, you, when you're praying in the Spirit and when you're doing praise and worship. You don't have to be in church to pray in the Spirit. You don't have to be in the church to uh, pray, do praise and worship. I was doing that the other day when the enemy was trying to bring something on me. I just put my music on and I was singing that song, Break Every Chain, Break Every Chain. And so I just stood right there in my bathroom and I just had a Holy Ghost time. You know, had, had the music turned up, you know, and I was singing right along with them, you know, you know, and I was saying, you know, and as, and then I began to pray in the spirit and I prayed in the spirit and I'd sing and I'd pray in the spirit and I would sing. And, and as I was doing it, cause the enemy was trying to attack me and, and after praying in the spirit and this song happened to be on and a couple of others, especially this one, the Lord gave me revelation on that. And, and as I was listening to this song, break every spirit, you know, uh, break every chain, you know, I'm talking, you know, there's nothing that God's word can't break. God's word will break every chain. There's not a chain that Satan can put on you that God's word can't break. And so I was just singing that, you know, that the power, you know, that break the power, uh, the name of um, Jesus has to, you know, the power to break every chain. And then it says, I can hear the chain. I can hear them falling. I can hear them falling. In other words, you know, so I was singing, you know, I hear those chains falling. I hear those chains falling. I hear them falling. You know, because you have prayed, you've worshipped, you've prayed in the Spirit. I don't know what I was praying, but I prayed in the natural, and I prayed in the Spirit, and I sang, and you're worshipping the Lord. And the next thing I know, I got my clothes on, and I went to work. David thought I was going to go back to bed, but I went to work. 
you know. And, and it didn't take long, about 25, 30 minutes. Just, just what you're doing, you're doing spiritual battle. You're doing spiritual warfare. Satan and his demons have already experienced what the Word of God can do. They are fully aware of his power. They are fully aware of God's power. We need to know the power of God's Word. Satan already knows what the power of God's Word can do. But I don't know that we, or I don't even know that I fully understand the power that's in it. But every day I'm, I'm learning and learning. And so every day I, I'm, I, I'm being taught every day because I, I'm study, I study every day. I listen to the Word every day. Praise and worship every day. I don't pray in the Spirit every day. I'm trying to do uh, pray in the Spirit more often because I think it's, a, it's very important to pray in the Spirit. Because one thing about that, Satan don't know what you're saying. But God knows what you're saying. So it's really important. The devil is having a field day with your health, your family, and your finances. And until you start arming yourself with God's Word, Satan is going to continue to eat your lunch and pop the back. Every day. Every day. Are you hearing me? You have to realize that God's Word is your book of instructions. The Bible. Basic instructions before leaving earth. That's really what it is. It's like the military. The military has a training manual for BCT, for basic combat training. They have a manual. God has given us a manual. It's for combat training. It's so that we don't have to mess around, you know, with Satan. God's instructions to us as believers are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds and to put the whole armor of God on to wield the sword of the Spirit, which is His Word, according to Ephesians 6, 17, and for us to step out in faith on His promises. Learn to talk a good fight and be consistent in what you do. And that's basically what I was doing I don't know, Thursday or Friday. Thursday, I think it was. Uh, it was thir Thursday, I believe it was. That's what I was doing. Learn and talk a good fight. Out talk the devil. You may not know what to do in the natural in a particular situation, but the Holy Spirit knows. The Holy Spirit knows the answer to all things, and He's not nervous, and He's not wondering what to do because He knows everything. And that's why it's so important to pray in the Spirit. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will teach us all things, and He will remind you of being... And He says He will remind you of, bring back to your remembrance everything that He has told you, according to John 14, 26. And Nehemiah 9, verse 20 says, You gave your good spirit to instruct them. Your manna you did not withhold from their mouth, and you gave them water for their thirst. Saints, you must renew your mind. You've got to be transformed. When I think of something being transformed, and that's what the Lord is wanting us to do according to Romans, He, he wants us not to be uh, conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And until we get our minds renewed, and I'm still renewing mine, I don't know that we'll, we won't ever get there, because He's teaching us something every day. But I only try to teach what He gives me. I can only teach what He gives me. So unless I'm studying every day and meditating on the Word and getting in the Word and listening to Him, His voice, then I can't teach you anything new. You, you've got to stay in the Word. But like I said, when I think of being transformed, I think of my mom. I think about how she could create something beautiful from what looked like nothing in the natural. I came from a large family that lived on a farm in North Carolina. 
and we didn't always have the money to buy everything that we needed for clothing or for food or anything like that. However, my mom was good at taking something that didn't look like much in the natural and turning it into something great. I recall how she would take the flour sacks at that time and era, uh, the, and we had a large family, and so she would buy, the flour would come in 25 pound bags, sacks, and they were cloth, cloth sacks. And some were colorful. You know, some of the uh, flower sacks uh, had prints on them and were colorful, and she'd wash those out. And she'd make my sisters and uh, myself some of the cutest dresses and, and, and shirts for my brothers for school. And she would take the beige sacks. Sometimes they would just be solid beige. And she'd bleach them out white, and she would use these sacks for making our underwear. She was very creative. And she was a very good seamstress. I think my grandmother said she started sewing. She's like about four or five years old. So she was a very good seamstress. My point is my mom was able to take what she had and turn it into something pretty and useful. Saints, that's what God does with us. When we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, he took us and molded us into his image and created something beautiful. That's what, that's what happens when we confess his word. We speak it out, and He takes His Word and creates the things that we speak. Are you hearing me? It's the number one way to activate your faith. The power is in you. Faith is activated when you speak. And without your confession, there is no faith. He has nothing to create from. Saints, you know the Word tells you in Mark eleven twenty four 24 that you can have what you say. You need to get a revelation here today that the words you speak today Create the future that you'll have tomorrow. Believe for the best. Speak the best. God's Word, it takes both because believing by itself is not enough. You do not get what you believe. You get what you believe and speak. They go together. I think we talked about that a little bit last weekend. <laughs> you get what you believe and you speak and know that you'll get exactly what you speak. It's very important that you get what you believe and what you speak, and you will get exactly what you speak. And he's not only talking about the good stuff, but you're going to get the negative things too. Remember in Revelations 12, 11, it says, we overcome the evil one by the shed blood of the lamb and the spoken word of our testimony. That's what the word says. Saints, go out there, find the will of God, and then speak it into existence. Because the will of God is His Word. Find the will of God. Find that Word and speak it into existence. That's what He's put us there for, to speak it into existence. Father God, I thank You so much for the Word that You've given me here today. I thank You for Your presence, Lord. I thank You, Holy Spirit, for speaking through me today. And I thank You, Holy Spirit, for giving me the words and giving me the courage to speak them. And Father, I pray today that as all of, all of ones in, in the congregation heard the word today and all those that are listening online, as they were listening to the word, I pray, Lord God, that you just give them a special revelation, insight into the mysteries of what I was saying into the word. You said, Lord, it has been given to us to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Well, your word really is not a mystery, Lord. All we have to do is just get in there, read the word, meditate on the word, and pray the word. And so, Father, I pray today, if never before, in the times that we're living in today, that we will realize what our weapon is and to use that weapon against our enemy. 
that we will not sit back and let the enemy run us down, put sickness in our bodies, ruin our jobs and our finances. But we will know that the word of God, that, that our tongue is the weapon that we need to use to stop him and to stop him in his tracks. And Father, I just thank you. Thank you for this word and continue to pray your blessings upon each and every one of them. First in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.